Welcome to Walking Together, a podcast all about encouraging each other as we follow Jesus together. I'm your host, Dennis Lavelle. Let's start walking. If you've ever been to an NFL game or sat in the seats watching a Major League Baseball game, there's something about the thrill of being there. And not long after you arrive, you realize you're feeling kind of peckish and you need to go get some food. And let's be honest, who wants to stand in a long line at the concession stand? So, your other option is to just stay in your seat. And within a short amount of time, one of the vendors will walk past your seat. Get your hot dogs here, only $7. Ice cold Coke here, only $5. Right? I was talking to my good friend Paul a couple of months ago, and he shared with me that at the stadium where the Atlanta Falcons play, the owner of the team decided that he wanted to make game day family-friendly. So once you're in the park, the food is incredibly affordable. Hot dogs are $1.50. Coca-Cola or lemonade is 2 bucks. The fries or nachos, only $3. I even saw a post the other day that said, Whoever the guy is that's keeping the Costco hot dog and Pepsi deal alive at a buck fifty should be put in charge of the gas prices in this country. And with the prices rising on just about everything, not just gas, we read something in Isaiah 55 that to our ears sounds very strange. In Isaiah 55 verse 1, we read these words, Come. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Now, doesn't that seem a bit odd? Come, buy and eat, even if you have no money. I mean, why would he say something like that? Well, it's because money really isn't the issue. It's about satisfying the hunger and thirst that every one of us have inside. And he extends an invitation to everyone. Read that verse again. Come all who are thirsty. American, European, Jew, Gentile, doesn't matter where you live or where you're from. It's an invitation to come to the source of the water. Come everyone who thirsts. And of course, he speaks of the living water that only God can give. We have some friends and colleagues in Belgium who have bought a coffee cart. And it's basically a bicycle that has an espresso machine and all the gizmos that go along with it. And they can ride it to a city park, a parking lot, or a bus stop, and easily set it up. And it's for the purpose of engaging people in a conversation. And coffee is given out for free. And that automatically makes people think, free? Really? You're not charging? No, no, it's free. Well, why would you want to do that? But just stop and think about it. Well, people will complain about paying five or six bucks for a gallon of gas. They'll happily stand in line to pay the same amount for a cup of coffee. Go figure. But our friend's coffee is free. And the people passing by have trouble wrapping their heads around that. And then you come across people who feel awkward getting it for free. So they try to pay for it. 
And that doesn't make sense either. Why would you pay for something that is being offered for free? And the picture that Isaiah is trying to paint for us is that God's free gift of salvation is just that. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to work for it. It's free. And he explains even further in verse 2 by saying, Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? And why do you spend your labor for that which does not satisfy? In other words, why do you continue to invest in things that won't buy you lasting happiness or fulfillment? Then he says, Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in fatness. Now, some translations say rich food, or the riches of fare. And what Isaiah is saying is that what's being offered simply isn't bread, or wine, or milk, or nachos, or hot dogs, or Coca-Cola. What he's offering is the best food. It's called having an abundant life. And this free food is what he's offering. It's not cheap. It's free. Because God has already paid for it. He's taken care of the expensive bill. But the truth of the matter is that we are seldom satisfied with what is given to us. Whether it's a Christmas present, a birthday present, or even when someone gives you their old iPhone. Instead of being thankful, we're on a never-ending quest for something newer, shinier, better, and faster. The Rolling Stones sang, I can't get no satisfaction. You too sang, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And the fact of the matter is that we are all looking for something, something to satisfy this thirst we feel on a daily basis. For many, COVID just intensified this thirst through grief, loss of a job, or just by sheer boredom from lockdown. And Isaiah says, look, here's an invitation to break free from the life of indifference and dissatisfaction. It's an invitation to those who are thirsty, deep down thirsty. And the Bible gives us a beautiful example of a lady who had a thirst to break free from the vicious cycle she was trapped in. In John 4, we read about a time when Jesus actually had a physical thirst. And this was the tool that he used to meet a spiritual thirst of a lady who had come to a well to draw water in the heat of the day. And I encourage you to take the time to read this after the podcast, or you can pause it right now. It's found in John chapter 4, verses 7 through 30. And as you read this, you'll see that this woman that Jesus met at a well was thirsty. Now, not necessarily for water, but rather she thirsted to be loved. She thirsted for someone to really be interested in her. She thirsted for companionship. She entered into one relationship after another, five in fact, all the while thinking and hoping, well, maybe this one will satisfy. You know, not too long ago, I walked into the front doors of a church, and the first thing I saw wasn't someone who was greeting me or handing me a bulletin, 
but rather a huge TV screen that had three simple words on it. You are loved. And really, that's what we all want, isn't it? And Jesus gave her the good news that there was another type of water. And Jesus said these words to her. Everyone who drinks this water from the well will get thirsty again. But no one who drinks the water that I give will ever be thirsty again. In other words, the water I give is literally a flowing fountain. It's eternal life. And her response is classic. Yes, that's the water that I want. And that day, she made an eternal connection with God personally through Jesus. And she did something that I'm going to encourage you to do as well. Here it is. Leave the jar. Verse 28 tells us that this woman left her water jar and ran back into town. Now, obviously, there's some symbolism here that we can't just gloss over. And I believe John adds this detail because this is exactly what we need to do as well. We need to leave behind the water jar that we've been drinking from. We can't just go on drinking from a source or multiple sources that never satisfy. You already know this. It just doesn't work. You get thirsty again. You have to leave that old jar. You see, you've likely had that old jar with you for some time. And all that you have to do is look back over your shoulder and see the pain, disappointment, the destruction that hanging on to that jar has caused you. Oh, it brought you gratification, but it didn't give you satisfaction. So why don't you leave the old jar behind? Well, we like the way it looks. We like the way it smells. We're used to it. And we've convinced ourselves that we can't live without it. Even though you know it has destructive effects, you just keep on going back to that old jar. And I wish I could say it's easy to leave the old jar behind. And some days are easier than others. But in the overall picture, it can be a real struggle. But here's the thing. It's a choice. It's a daily choice. And I can't make that choice for you. You have to make it. So I invite you to leave the old jar with Jesus. Right here. Right now. So going back to Isaiah's invitation. Who's invited? The broken and the thirsty. And let's be honest. We're all broken. I can't fix anyone. Neither can you. Only God can do that. So the real question is, are you truly thirsty? If so, you have to be willing to come. Come get the water that will quench your inner soul's thirst. Quit justifying holding on to your jar by saying things like, I like it. It's fun. It's, it's my money. It's my time. It's my prerogative. Come on. You've held on to that jar long enough. Leave it behind. You'll be glad you did. Well, thanks for joining me today. If this has encouraged you, we'd love to hear from you. 
share it with a friend. And if you have a friend or family member who's deaf, these podcasts are available on YouTube and YouTube automatically transcribes everything into captions. So you just have to enable that little CC button at the bottom of the screen. Stay encouraged in your walk with the Lord. We'll see you next time.